When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with Doug Sprinthal, Alex Brant-Bernard Rasmussen, Melissa Kirk, Andy Brant-Bernard, and Cassie Schrader. What do you think of that action? We'll be right back, kick things off with the family. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? At, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Mm, that's right. Dougie has to do his deal there. I just looked at something. I can't. This makes no sense to me, and we'll talk about it after. These stunning words from Walzer Automotive Group. Exactly stunning. <laughs> Saturday is the Tour to Cure ride, so this is the last day you'll hear me talk about this for another probably 330 days or so. Third, and you can still sign up if you email me at dougatwalzer.com or go to the uh, Tour to Cure website. You can look up Team KQ Walzer. Uh, it's a fundraiser. I think we're currently in about fifth place for a corporate uh, sponsorship. We've done really well all year. The weather is starting to look like it's going to be really nice. So it's only 21 miles. Michael Bryant even went into training. He went he went for a bike ride on Sunday. He says, I think I'm ready. Sugar tit. That's all I have to say about him. It's riding a bike, for God's sake. I know. It's not like it's hard. No. So anyway, please join us. Or if you would just like to donate money to a very worthy cause, you can do that, too. Go to the team page, and there's a button there that says click to donate. They make it pretty easy to give uh, for you to give them money. Smart, huh? That is smart. That's yeah. really smart. So you didn't come up with it? I didn't. They did that all on their own. <laughs> Works for me. That's it. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Didn't know I knew Japanese, did you? Here's your earworm for today. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. For the rest of the day. I bought a, uh, Catherine and I were sitting around, Time Life had a deal on called The Music of Our Lives. So I got it. Is this right in between Metamucil commercials or (laughs) what hell channel were you watching? I think it was the audience channel. Okay. I think it was called the audience channel. I'm not sure, but uh, Peter Marshall was hosting it. I I never did find out who the woman was, but there's so many great songs. There's like a lot of Nat King Cole and Dean Martin and that kind of stuff. So apparently it's music of their life. 
On a related note, when you talk to Mordahl next time, I was listening this morning, and he was talking about watching Perry Mason reruns. Those are really hard to find on TV. I was curious as to where he found Perry them. Mason? Yeah. Well, you can find them on, God, FETV, I think it's called. FETV. It's okay. Family Entertainment Television. I love those as a kid. Oh, they're great. And they're so much fun to watch them because everybody's just constantly smoking and drinking. All constantly. They smoke all the way through the courtroom yep. scenes, and then they have three they martinis do. at lunch. Then wander back to the courtroom and solve the crime, and it's always somebody sitting in the crowd. <laughs> I think it's Here's what I love about that Mordahl thing this morning. He talks about uh, Paul Drake is out on there. They're out on a, on a boat ride. They're taking a boat ride on this yacht and... They're out there, and they get a ship-to-shore call for uh, Perry Mason. So Paul Drake answers the uh, call. He says, Perry, Perry, you've got a phone call. They're out on a boat trip. Perry Mason walks into camera, shot, and he's got a suit and a tie on. On the boat. Yeah, he's wearing it. like wingtips, a suit, and a tie to really enjoy that boat trip quite a bit. You know, the very first anti smoking PSA I ever oh, saw as a kid, it had Hamilton to be like 66 Burger. or 67. Yep. Hamilton Burger was dying of throat cancer yep. or something. And he goes, It's too late for me. Don't smoke. And it's just, oh, oh, God, God that, was brutal. that was tough. Then, of course, the woman putting her jaw back on followed that. You Ooh, remember that? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. I'm like, oh, would you please not put your jaw back on on camera? I mean, plus it was only, like, up to the, her bottom lip anyway. Yeah, she had that cheap insurance. Yeah, apparently. Part of the jaw. God, can you imagine you get cancer? So that was that bone cancer? I don't know. What I is that? Know. Is that what it, it is, is bone cancer? It's usually bone cancer in the jaw. Honest to God, she had, uh, half of her face was taken off. I'm like, uh, yep. I hope you like those Winstons, man. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed those Paul Malls because they ain't happening anymore. See, this is something I did not know. Dozens of countries have a cabinet-level official charged with tackling women's issues. It's about time the U.S., in which that role is spread across government agencies, gets one, too, according to Kathy Russell, whose former role as U.S. ambassador-at-large for global women's issues hadn't been filed since President uh, Trump took office. For too long, a policy-making process that does not consciously consider half of the world's population has been the norm. Why don't all the cabinet members, why aren't they, why don't they tackle women's issues? I don't get this. Well, here's a question. There's no cabinet for men's issues either. No, so I know. really it's not not considering half the world's population. But see, what, what we're doing right now in this country is we're blaming everything on white men, well, yeah. all the stuff that went bad, none of the stuff that went good. Like I said, you know, if you don't like honkies, honky men, then don't watch television, use your phone, use the Internet. Don't do any of that stuff. You can still join the Tour de Cure, though. Yes, you We're can. We're open to anybody. Can. I just assumed that the, the cabinet took care of all U.S. citizens, doesn't it? She's just, I don't know, this is some nobody trying to shake things up because she's a nobody. I guess. I don't know. For too long, a policymaking process does not consciously consider half the world's population has been the norm. Russell writes in USA Today, a column published Tuesday, yes, uh, two days ago, proposed a new women's advisor as a long overdue corrective to what is a full-blown crisis. See? Hold now, on. how is this a full-blown well, crisis? Well, I think I what I don't know, but I think what she's, and I hate to use the word pussyfooting, but it's pussyfooting around the whole current abortion rights oh, that's thing true, yeah. that's going on in the country. So I think that's what she's talking about without coming right out and saying it. But, so so what the, the appointment of this person, a woman probably, maybe a man, uh, but a woman probably talking women's issues would be better. Um, so what would, what would she do then? Yeah, name a right women don't have that men do. Yeah, I don't really understand that. I just think I really think we're making a lot of stuff up, stuff up to make. Well, you know, I, not to sound like a feminist, but there still is pay disparity for equal work. We know yeah. that's a, there an is? issue in the country. Oh yeah, not yeah. on this show. Don't well, say yeah over there. No, I'm just. I'm Come just on, saying, sister, I'm fight the power. From personal I experience, I'm just her. saying overall. Yeah, it's like women get paid. Thirty-six percent less, or something. That's over. not true. No, I don't think that's true anymore. Yeah, last I read, it was about 70 percent of what men make for similar work. But yeah. that's it's not true either. Thirty-six percent less. So yeah. That's not. That's not true. Correct math. Jeez. Well, I, <laughs> you're in a, a wrong you're on the real in a mood today, yeah. there, yeah. sir. Well, I don't right. like it when you, boy, I don't like disinformation. 
I said last I heard it was like. I'm not saying hard numbers. I know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Take my word for it. 70% versus 64% is really not. But neither really are. Not. And I was, yeah. I was approximating as well. Yeah. I'm not exactly. working from Google here. It's just... If you account for equal work, see, the number that they're talking about is just all men versus all women. They never say equal work. They let you assume that. Well, if you look at the film industry, they would argue quite to the contrary. Well, they're a bunch of whores anyway, the men and the women. (laughs) Just the men are bigger whores. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. That's also true. That's very true. But if you actually control for everything, the pay gap is something like 4%? Yeah, I think that's right, 4%. Still less. Still less. Not in this, not in this uh, studio, it's not. <laughs> That's not what we're talking about, Dad. Fight the power. Oh, my I God. See. We're talking about you know generally what, I will tell you something. This women. is absolutely by coincidence, I guess, but just two days ago, there was a talk about you know uh, men's rights and women's rights and all the rest of that. And I asked your mother if she considered herself to be my equal, and she said no. I said, what? Is that superior? Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> probably true. But she said, and she was being totally honest, that she didn't feel like she was my considered to be my equal in the house, which I really don't understand how she could ever think that. It's an probably because question. she does way more work around the house than you. And I do a lot more work making the dough, so we're even. But I'm, she just, I think she probably just means like in the like the house labor Wise. But there is one. Is there one thing out there that can? can uh, here's what I want to do. Forget it. I'm superior to you. You're not well, doing no, that. That's not what she I can't means. really see Catherine putting up with that ever. No. <laughs> so I don't know. Because I, I always absolutely considered her to be. She and I are equals. I mean, I, I, don't you think that's true of me? I mean, like I said, she's always done more in the house visibly. You know, like you go to work and earn money, yes, but yeah. she, when it comes to actually manually doing things in the home, yeah. she does more. I would <laughs> suspect, and I don't I don't want to speak for your mom or your dad, but I've had this conversation with Sarah. Some of it has to do with deferring the decision-making. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of women do that on a lot of... Yes. You know, big decisions and stuff. And maybe that's, I don't want to, like, I don't well, want to speak for Catherine. If she was here, yeah. she could speak for herself, but. Well, and you play on your strengths, too. Like, that's right. you know, Dan really loves mowing the lawn and fixing things and stuff. And I. Are you trying act- to make me look bad over there, though? No, I'm just saying that you. I hate mowing the lawn and fixing <laughs> yeah, things. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Whatever. And I actually like doing the laundry and I like doing laundry I actually do like doing laundry but you've always done your own laundry always yep and we Dan and I both cook and we both (laughs) (laughs) so it's just you know you choose what you like to do and what you're good at not necessarily what you like to do even it's just like I have an easier time doing this than you would like mom if like okay so Sage crawled on top of one of the little beds in the dollhouse that we gave her for her birthday and Mm -hmm. broke it and i could have fixed it but it would have probably been a little ghetto after i fixed it but i was like dan here fix this sarah says that all the time and i said honey it sounds bad use trailer instead yeah (laughs) it's like ghetto for white people yeah um but i was like dan here fix this and he fixed it it looks brand new because he knows how to use like wood glue and clampy things and all that stuff i was like you know he's just gonna be better (laughs) okay and don't lie if you had gotten something new and or andy had gotten something new and you crawled in as a little kid and broke it i never would have brought it to you what would i have done go ask your mother i know he knows. Buy you a buy new another one. one. You yeah. got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that one's broken. Give buy that to the Goodwill, and they can fix it. I have, I, and I say, I've said to Fawn before, your dad can fix fix almost anything, because yeah. like, something will break or tear or whatever, right. and I'll say, Daddy can fix it. Daddy can fix almost anything. And she's like, 
one time she asked me, she was like, Bop Bop can fix things. I'm like, nah, not really. Yeah, no, Bop like, Bop can't fix a, things. He'll just get us a new one. He can generate things. Bop Bop <laughs> not the same. If somebody yeah. comes up and physically attacks you, Bop Bop can fix that. But that's yeah. about it. That's a and then there's, some things, then there's some things that can't be fixed. Like that's May true. chewed up one of her little, we got her little deer family to mm. go with her dollhouse for her birthday. She and May chewed. chewed up the little girl. Oh. But Fawn didn't see it, and so I just ordered a new one on Amazon, and we're just going to sneak it so, in. Oh, the, the doll got sick, so it'll be well in a couple of days. <laughs> yep. She's at the, the doll, doll hospital. hospital. Yeah, she's at the doll hospital. She actually, she there is a doll hospital for American Girl dolls. Yeah, there is. And yeah, Fawn has a bitty baby, well, which is... Well, it's because they're like a $100,000. Yep, Fawn has a bitty they're baby not, that not she literally, was but... given for a gift, which they're very expensive, and one of her eyes kind of is like shut all the time and so i'm like we have to take her to the doll hospital and they can fix her and she had a sammy, stroke sammy davis baby yeah, yeah. she's hey, like always a little wham babe tired and whatnot <laughs> you can't stand on my left eye babe yeah. she's got unilateral ptosis exactly. yeah she does. she does that's exactly right it's probably from fawn she t used to when she was little she took the doll's head and like brought it around the rings of or the things of her crib it's like I hear the bar. Oh, like a jailbreak? Yeah. <laughs> like a little jail jail on the bar. Yeah, give you brain damage. Yeah. yeah so, this Willa TM eye. doll is only $60, which is still a lot for a doll, but well, there's, I thought they were like hundreds. No, there's so there's the, the American Girl dolls, yeah. and then there's like the cheaper version, which is like something mean. So there's the American Girl, like Kirsten. Look up Kirsten, because she's an original American Girl doll. Kirsten is... Kirsten Larson? She's only $25. No, the... <laughs> what? Oh, because it's a mini doll, that's why. Yeah, there's like... Yeah, I don't think you can even buy the original anymore. There's the originals, there's a new... There's new ones, and then there's a cheaper line, and then there's Biddy Baby, which is the babies. Uh, yeah, you can't even buy... Uh the original Kirsten anymore, just the minis. Oh, really? Wow. I had a Kirsten. Maybe like... I should have kept her and sold her for millions. Let's check eBay. There we go. Do they have, like, Build-A-Bear for American Girl? They do not, no. Oh, well, then I don't know where you'd get one. Maybe they're discontinued. I mean, you can pick out their outfits, but you can't, mm. like... And they come with books All right, here stuff. we go. Kirsten on American whatever, eBay. Uh, $80 to $100. Oh, really? But oh, yes, truly, she is retired. Truly me. That's the, <clears throat> like, less expensive. Okay, well, we're not going to ever allow somebody to say they re retired a doll again. It's a doll. Well, she it is. didn't retire. Well, she is from, like, the early 90s, so she retired young. Made she some money. And... <laughs> she retired the early young. 90s. Oh, there's doll. one for $215. Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, truly me is to make to look like yourself. Mm-hmm. They didn't have oh, that when I was a kid. Yeah, it's like you can make it to look like you, which I just got a Kirsten because she looked like me. That, by the way, I will tell you one thing about Catherine being equal to me and in some cases superior to me. Whenever we have somebody do something at our house, whenever they give me the price, it's about twice what they told Catherine. Wow. Well, because mom uh, will yeah. yell at them. Yeah, they know and, that and you'll just, just... Yeah. Most yeah. of the time, you'll just pay it. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, whatever. Exactly. Um... But yeah, she. I just go. Well, you have to go talk to Catherine. And you're like, damn it. Defer to my wife. I defer to my wife. Yeah, she's a lot better with that. But yeah, everything is always more expensive mm -hmm. when I they they're trying to sell it to me. Because mm -hmm. you'll just give it to them. Well, how do they know that? They don't know that. Yes. You're a well-known sucker. Oh, that's true. Wow. Well, that's, then. I, can't wow. Even, I can't even argue the point. You know what I mean? Bringing just, that right out of the... Well, I mean, that's one of the things she might be talking about. The fact when those guys stole all that money from us, I tried to protect your mother from it instead of... I, what I should have done is gone to her and say, how should we handle this? But I tried to protect her, so it looked like I tried to cut her out of the decision, which I didn't. I just didn't want her to, to be affected by it, but she was anyway. Yeah. Because they were pigs, and I hope they're all dead. Mm, but perfect, anyway. Perfect, perfect. It all works out in the end, doesn't it? Well, then. What? It all got real dark all of a sudden. Yeah, no, it didn't. They should <laughs> we went be from, dead. We went from turn. American Girl dolls to death. That's a good <laughs> ride. We'll be right back with the family. 
It's Tom Bernard with CEO Michael Bilski from North American Banking Company. Michael, we spent some time talking about your free app and money transfer service, XCheck, which is just great, by the way. You can transfer money to your kid to travel home from college and lots of other uses. I got wind of another service you provide at North American Banking Company. What's this Super ID I've been hearing about? Great question, Tommy. Super ID uses your face proof and your finger proof to keep your identity and your money secure. It's really a foolproof way to protect your family and your business from identity fraud. It's simple, fast, and oh, the best part is that it's free to our customers. Super ID, super easy, and super secure. Visit nabanco.com or see my personal banker to get the scoop on XCheck and Super ID. North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. There's no better time than now to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me, and it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced contour laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts they are, they wanted to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. Call now for Whiting Clinic's $500 off LASIK savings. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contact lenses, then it's time you found out if you're a candidate for LASIK. And Whiting Clinic is definitely the place to go. Call 855-554-2020 today or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them that I sent you and save $500 on your LASIK. Offer good for a limited time. Call Whiting Clinic for details. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offer. I'm going to do that part. This is my favorite monkey song. Monkey, you don't like Last Train to Clarksville? Well, I do, but this Love is my Last favorite. About, hey, hey, we're You know who monkey? wrote this, right? Hmm? You know who wrote this, right? Yeah, you know, who? don't you? Neil Diamond. Neil Diamond. Oh, it does sound like a Neil it sound, Diamond. Yeah, it sounds it's, good. It, when, it, as soon as I now learned I that 20 years, I'm like, of course it's Neil Diamond. Does he perform Nobody it? Else. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he does play oh, it once in a I've while. I've always wanted to see Neil Diamond. <laughs> I, kind I of would, too, too quite honestly. Oh, let's talk about... Catherine, once again, shall we? (laughs) What did the evil woman do this time, Tom? We're sitting at a uh, function down in Florida, Mayaku, and there's a guy playing there named Neil Zirconium, right? Mm -hmm. A Neil tribute performer? A Neil tribute, and he was really good. He was really, really good. Mm -hmm. Catherine's sitting about, he's like where Melissa is, and I'm Catherine. He starts playing, she looks at me and goes, this guy sounds exactly like Neil Diamond. Neil Diamond sucks. <laughs> oh, no! God, God, honey, really? She shouldn't drink. <laughs> I think yeah. you might be right about that. I said, well, remember what she did to, to uh, Pujols, the you baseball told me player? That, yeah. We're literally, Seriously, again, though, why would you not change that name? Pujols? Yeah, it's a horrible yeah. name. P-U-J-O-L-S, not, Pujols. Not well, that, P-U-J-O-L-S? Yeah. We'll change it to Pujoles. Then it Pujoles. sounds nice and Spanish. Nice and Pujol. Is that good? So once again, we're he's in the on deck circle about where Melissa is, and we're in the front row at a uh, at a game, and Pujol is on the on deck circle. So she's literally twelve feet from the guy, and she looks at the back of his jersey and said, "His name is Pujol." <laughs> I said, "No, no, it's Pujols. Pujols." No, it says right there on his jersey, it's Pujol. Oh, man. And his shoulders just kept getting higher and higher yeah. and higher as he got madder. Well, I'm sure he's been hearing that his entire life. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, also, I don't think your mom, once in a while, maybe after a couple of beers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, not that I didn't she got the, She well, got the commemorative cup, didn't she? <laughs> exactly. well, also, she's just like that. She doesn't need no alcohol filter. to be yeah. she she have much like of a filter. Totally yeah. Yeah. She doesn't have much of a filter. Inappropriate. <laughs> just start talking about stuff like, honey, yeah. it's like, poo holes. Why don't you... Yeah, like when we're in a rug store and the entire time she's going, near, 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 We're like, Saudi Arabian she's rug like, sellers. Yeah. yeah, and she's doing that the entire time and we're like, mm, she didn't even stop. Know. And she's like, what? 
And I'm like, stop singing. <laughs> That's so funny. Singing. I think it was like it's in like Florida or something. Yeah, it was in Florida. <laughs> yeah. She just is not aware of... She had no of... idea. <laughs> she really isn't. How inappropriate she can I mean, be. She's smart. She's going to a Chinese restaurant just going... Yeah, exactly. And she would, too, is the problem. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure she's done that before, too. Yeah. So, you know, it's... Oh, my God. It's yeah. so funny. I know. But she's not stupid, either. No, no. She's, she's dumb. Just she just doesn't pay attention to unaware. that kind of stuff. Well, I got that absent-mindedness from her. Yes. Yeah, probably. Yes, Does he really? Did. Yes, yep. It sounds good in her head. That's yeah. why, and it just yeah. it flows it's fitting. out. Yeah. And she's not trying to be mean to anyone or be offensive, yeah. but she just is like, what? Well, seriously, though, when you go to places like that, that stuff pops in your head. Yeah. And, you know, some people, it just comes out their mouth. Yep. One of the greatest things that Richard Pryor ever did, and people got really pissed at him about it, and I don't think you can even, maybe you can still find it, but I doubt it. But he said, man, I saw something really funny yesterday. I went to a Chinese restaurant to eat dinner. Love Chinese food. I went to eat dinner, and there was a Chinese guy with a with a, a, a stutter. And so oh, she starts no. going, I, 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 I. <laughs> really, Richard? That's really what you want to do? He's got a guy talking Chinese with and stuttering. My <laughs> good God. I wonder if that's even possible. Oh, I'm sure Chinese people stutter. There's Everybody only, what, a, a billion stutter. of them. What causes stuttering? Fawn has a stutter. I don't know. Well, a lot of little kids we, do. We, we, yeah. We, yeah, that that well, they start sentences, but that's their brain trying to catch <laughs> yeah, their up. Brain their mouth yeah. trying to catch up with their brain yep. is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Like she's so thinking about really too funny. many things right, with her mouth, exactly. and she's just like, I can't. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, 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 I don't think do they that, really yeah. know exactly what causes a stutter. It can be psychological. It can be neurological. Well, I know a lot of the time it's like an anxiety yeah. thing. Because because Why don't I stutter, like if they have a not everybody with anxiety has a stutter. Why not? Just okay. Um, <laughs> calling card. Well, that guy's got anxiety. I, 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 I don't think so. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that would be a great thing to have in your career. No. no. But yeah, they. Into my career. I um, talked to somebody about Fawn stutter because I have a friend whose daughter has a really, really bad stutter. Like she'll repeat, try to say a word about twenty-seven times. Yeah. And um, they say it's not a problem until they're five. Then you can take them to a speech therapist five or six and to not even acknowledge it no. and don't ever try to finish what they're saying no for that's them. a really bad idea no because way. if you are like just trying to get it out or if you're just like you Encouraging need to them. focus on what you're saying blah 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 then they can it, then it turns into an anxious thing and then yeah. it makes it worse and then yeah. it can be a lifelong thing why didn't she stutter when she was making fun of me yeah did you hear about that uh-uh. they're over on sun or monday you know, coming over from Memorial Day, and she's sitting on my lap, Fawny sitting on my lap. She goes, "This is Bop Bop. This is my snacky." <laughs> she's wow. really yeah. low grade. Yeah, she awesome. was like, she's like, "Don't." I came in, and my dad was like, "Why don't you do your impression, be fine?" She goes, "Don't cut my snacky." <laughs> <laughs> that very but like, she's like, that's good. She's like growling the yeah, whole like time. Yeah, like a I'm telling you. I guess that's <laughs> no, very, not. very true. Yeah. From the uh, text line, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, so, Joe. It's working, huh? Oh, this wait. is the other one. Oh. It's just there Joe. The Joe text line. <laughs> uh, she abandons you and it's beat up on Catherine Day? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> We're taking Catherine deep. You missed the show. Tough hop. That's just the way it is. Um, yeah, what's interesting about stuttering is. People can sing that have severe stuttering mm-hmm. problems, and they don't stutter. Mm-hmm. So as long as it's in cadence, I guess, then it's okay. Well, I think... Well, and you already know what you're... Yeah, when they're, like, reading, yeah. I, I don't think they stutter either. It's yeah. when they're trying to put together the words, you know. Yeah, it's like their brain just can't the, yeah. connect the string of words together right, right away. And so it's kind of like... It's like, you know, when you're reading, and then you... Read a sentence, but then you're like, I need to read that again because I wasn't paying attention. Right. And so you have to start the sentence over again. I think it's like that, but with words. I guess. I don't know. Speech. But I, I, don't, I don't really hear too many people any longer with stutters. They're pretty no. rare. Back when I was a kid, there were a lot of kids that stuttered in my neighborhood. Hmm. I think they yeah. figure out, figured out how to... Probably. Make them better. Yeah, probably when you were a kid, if a kid had a stutter, they were like, you always you tell them what they need to say and you force them to... 
No, we just Whatever. teased the crap out of yeah, them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which probably didn't help. Yeah. Well, there might have been a parent or two in my old neighborhood didn't weren't the greatest parents ever like the kid who had epilepsy and therefore his father tried to beat it out of him with a oh, spatula. Did, did it work? Uh, no. It no, work? it did not. He, he put a bunch of really wide open gashes on his uh, hip. Yikes. He would hit him in the hip with it. That's the oh, weird thing. What the heck? So he would definitely make contact with the bone. I mean, he showed me the scars. It was not pretty. My God. Why would you're you gonna, think that that would help? I'm going to beat epilepsy out of you. Mm. Like, what? Why don't you go have another drink, Dad? How about that? Actually? So you do yeah. it, I don't know, this is really morbid, you do it when the kid was having seizures? or Yeah. Or after or what? When he ever had a seizure, and I don't know why he would do this, maybe he explained it to me, but I was playing baseball with him once, and all of a sudden he looked up, not at the sun, but toward it, and went like this. He kept brushing the right side, like trying to get rid of something. Yeah. Mm. So I don't know what why what, what's that all about. Yeah, it sounds like a form like of absence seizure. You go like that, and then all of a sudden he would seize. Because there's basically, oh, so that would be before he it would have be a seizure. Before he, he was seizure. hallucinating, oh. probably. Yeah. So That's you get visual, was, yeah. and then really common with people with seizure disorders, they have uh, olfactory. I can't pronounce the word right. Olfactory. Hallucinations. They'll smell like rotten eggs yeah. or something right. like oh, that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it is something like that old mm -hmm. deal. I have the gal that we adopted, May, our dog from, she had a medical dog that laid down whenever she was going to have a seizure. And she's like, yeah, she gives me about a two-minute warning. So really? I can, like, get to somewhere Isn't that she just lays, would lay down. What? So what, what, do they kick off a different scent or something? Yes. Yeah, but seizure be, dogs right? are, that or yeah. There's, like, some sort of tick that they're not aware of. That, yeah. Yeah, yeah or maybe the dog's just an asshole. Do you yeah. think about that? down all the time. Yeah. I'm gonna go lay down quick. Watch and then this. I talked. There was a veteran when we were visiting Grandma and Grandpa. There was a veteran that was taking, um, asking for donations for a animal rescue there, and he said that his dog was a seizure dog, and um, he would lay down if he had seizures. But he's like, I've had the dog for eight years, and I haven't had a seizure since. And so. Huh. It's like the anxiety, I think, yeah, that would give it, them yeah. seizures. Wow. The dog helps with that. It's another thing that they don't really know why it happens. They just, they know how to make it happen a little less, but yeah, our, it's about as good as you can get. We have a cousin with epilepsy, and she was born with extra gray matter, and then she got a concussion, which fired mm -hmm. epilepsy. Like, if she never would have got the concussion, she wouldn't have epilepsy. But she fell off of a chairlift when she was a kid. Uh, yeah, one of my biggest fears. I know, yeah. isn't it? It's well, yeah. Well, I never go skiing. Yikes! And I love skiing. Among but many that's reasons. The part that I don't like. I know the chairlifts are like. Ugh. Especially when you have those friends that are kind of like. Yeah, yeah swinging around. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna adjust my boots here. Can yeah. you hang on to this? Exactly. I know. Well, I think I'm gonna do some jumping jacks. I know. No, we're gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and she has triggers like white walls trigger her and like this oh, light yeah. would probably yeah. really huh. bug her and well, pa not, certain pattern lights do it more certain patterned wallpaper hmm. oh, really bugs her. like she had she'd probably not like a whole lot she had a boss that she's like anytime it's that we had a down. meeting we had to mm, go into a different kidding. room because anytime she'd sit in front of the wall that oh, her desk yeah. was in front of she was like i could feel it coming on oh god and she only has had one grand mal seizure the other ones were Petty mall. petty mall and she didn't know that she had epilepsy for years she'd really? just be talking and then all of a sudden kind of yep. stop and then start again and those were seizures right and she had no idea she I just know. kind of would like pause for a second or two well, they don't even know what's happening yeah exactly i worked with a guy he was he was probably in his 60s he just sold cars at the store that i worked at and he had this really weird condition where every once in a while he would lose control over his eyelids and they'd just shut so we'd be talking to you, and all of a sudden, I said, Joe, are you asleep? No, it's my eyelids. I, I, I have this condition. Really? It was the oddest thing. I know. It's Especially when your job is that. selling cars for a living. It's like, are you bored with your <laughs> yeah. customer? Yeah. Well, if he had to, he could now. pop them open, and he could still see. I mean, yeah. he didn't lose his sight. He just lost control yeah. of whatever muscles. Did he have trouble, that... like, walking upstairs or standing for long periods? I don't remember that he did. That could be myasthenia gravis. He, he didn't yeah. tell stories about... Uh, selling Bibles door to door yeah. when he was going to St. Thomas that were pretty hysterical. Oh God, <laughs> I can't even imagine. Because he tried to sell them on what they called the Apostle Apostle program, where you had to pay twenty five dollars a month for whatever it was. Right, and, right. And this was his favorite technique. He, uh, you know, Alex would say, "Well, I can't afford that," and 
Joe would say. Well, Mrs. Johnson down the street said that you probably couldn't uh, either. Oh, yeah. just thought, God. Yeah. 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 Oh, my cool. God. Mrs. Johnson told me you're a stiff, too. That's <laughs> real nice. I got to tell you my favorite skiing story. Your favorite? We all know I about Sonny Bono. Cause, cause it's it's... Both, actually, both the, the dad and the son, they're both dead now, unfortunately. Oh, my. Unfortunately, it's true, but uh, Joe Sr., they're out skiing in Colorado or wherever, and the whole day they're skiing, and, and the father keeps saying, God, I, the tongue of my boot oh. is, must be folded up or something. It's kind of rubbing against my insole, and it, God, it's, but I don't want to take my boot out off here. This is a terrible idea. <clears throat> so he skis with it all day long. It's much worse than you think. I think, I, anyway. He gets back home. He goes, I got to get this boot off. It's, it's, it bugs me more than ever now. My friend said the dad takes the shoe off and there's blood everywhere in the boot. Inside the boot, where he put his foot for the entire day skiing, was a corkscrew. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, I thought it was going to be like an animal or something, so it's not as bad as you yeah, and I, I thought. Suppose, yeah. Can you a imagine? Corkscrew? A corkscrew? That had to hurt so like So I have mad, a similar story to that. I think I can get it in in a minute. I had a friend I sold cars with who was a waste gunner in a helicopter in... Uh, Vietnam. Oh, so yeah. they would go in, and apparently what those guys did, they had flak vests, but they would sit on them because if they were going to get shot, it was generally up through the bottom of the yeah. helicopter. Yep. So they go in, and they pull these guys up, and all of a sudden the Viet Cong jump out, and they're shooting like crazy, and he feels this burning in his crotch, and he's like, God dang it, I got shot, and he's really freaking out. And So they clear, they get away, and they're at altitude, and he looked down and what had happened. It was a shell, 50 millimeter shell casing had just fallen and landed in his lap. All he would have had to do was go oh like that. Oh my God! Burned him right in the uh, lower unit, shall we say? <laughs> in the lower region. Uh, no question about it. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you if you have any serious injuries, though, <laughs> we got a new. What's our new phone number again? It's 612-295-1526. It's a talk and text line. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Talk and text line. It'll be great. We'll be right back. A couple of special guests coming up next with the family. What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Yeah. I thought I sent one out like Thursday or Friday. You can put your headphones back on. Sorry. Though. Instead of having them ringing through like that, that'd be good. All right. Sorry it blew up. Why well, you realize we're back on the air? It's just nag, nag, nag. It's all it is, man. It's all whatever. it is. Steve Levy, Kevin Heffernan, one of my favorite new, probably my favorite new TV show. Uh, I've talked to Kevin about this, not talked to Steve about it yet, but uh, the season finale that is tonight of the true TV comedy Tacoma FD. How you doing, fellas? Hey, how you going? How's it going? Everything's going real. Fantastic. Yeah, good. I'm glad to hear that. But uh, yeah, I, I've been telling people on the morning show that I do as well about uh, Tacoma FD. It's a, a damn funny show. And Kevin, you were on the, the show a couple of weeks or a few weeks ago, I guess it was. 
Um, yeah, yeah. And I asked you, I, and I can't remember the word when you send the woman out in the like the second, the first or second episode, something like that. She had to get her, what was it, a giggy, what was it? Say that again? She had to get what? Uh, you sent her, it's a joke that all the firefighters play on one another, and that you sent her out to do the giggy, to look for some piece of equipment. Oh, the ramadoodle. Ramadoodle, that's ramadoodle. what it is, right, the ramadoodle. Right, right, right. That's what it is. Yeah, go out and get the ramadoodle. And, of course, uh, her old man is the chief, so she knows all this stuff already. <clears throat> it's a damn good show. It's a really, really funny show. I like all the characters on it. Because I've I grew up around a lot of cops and firefighters, and you guys did nail. You must have hung around with firefighters because you do act just like them on that show. Yeah, we were trying to. I mean, we uh, you know I have a lot of family members who are firefighters, and uh, I have a cousin who uh, was a technical consultant. He's a firefighter for twenty five years, and just collecting stories, you know, and, and having guys like that on the set to make sure you know. We do things properly and say things properly because, you know, we realize that a lot of, you know, we have a real big fan base now, this show of firefighters who tune in to watch every week because they want to see themselves kind of depicted on the show. And, and uh, so there's, there's a, a, a need to have, you know, some authenticity to it. And uh, it seems like it's really kind of resonating with those guys. We would travel around to stand-up shows and stuff and, and just tons of firefighters have been coming to our shows and saying how much they love it. That it is a great show. I, you know, we talked about that before, but I, I really enjoy watching Tacoma FD. Uh, who, who is the one that made the decision to put the 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 uh, firefighters in the city of Tacoma? Who reached that decision? <laughs> uh, you know, a, a mutual decision. We were, uh, you know, kind of working backwards. We were talking about, you know, what was it about Super Troopers that was funny? It was about you know, highway patrolmen on the most deserted stretch of highway in the country. So what's the equivalent of that for firefighters? Right. It's the rainiest city in the country. And uh, Kevin and I happened to be in Tacoma doing live stand-up comedy shows. And we were like, what about Tacoma? This place is pretty cool. Like, let's do it right here. It's raining right now. Let's do it here. So that's what it was. I love it. Firefighters in the rainiest city in America. <laughs> that's a great idea. The Not whole- a lot of fires to fight. Yeah, you know, you don't have as many fires. The funny thing is is that the the real Tacoma Fire Department uh, heard about that, and then they they contacted us because they were not that excited about that particular depiction of uh, Tacoma. Oh, come on. And, uh, yeah, they contacted us on social media, and they were like, hey, you know, we we actually fight a lot of fires right back to us, but but we did not write back to them. And then... uh, Then we were doing another show in Seattle. We were doing another show in Seattle, and a bunch of the firefighters, the same firefighters, showed up at the show. And the manager was like, "There's a bunch of firefighters out here to speak to you from the Tacoma Fire Department," and we uh, we stuck out the back. Wow. And uh, you know, but now we're friends with those guys. We went and yeah. we premiered uh, Tacoma yep. FD at a Tacoma firefighter event. And uh, we just played Tacoma, and, and they all showed up, and now we're you know we're all friends. They just wanted to make sure that we were going to portray them as, as as good at their job. Yeah, which you do. I, I have no problem with the way. Like I said, I grew up with a lot of a lot of guys I went to school with became firefighters. There are a lot of cops in my family, so I've been around those people my whole life. You guys do a really good job because you know I don't want to say that one of the firefighters on Tacoma FD might not be as smart as the other ones that's not what I'm saying at all but every time I've ever been in a firehouse or a police station there is one cop or firefighter that's maybe not as smart as everybody else on the department that that was a great call too yeah no that's the fun thing is talking to firefighters who who kind of recognize our characters as characters you know as people in their own station you know, oh that's like that guy and that guy so that makes you feel good. It feels like you're hitting the nail on the head a little bit. You know? Now, you guys have never sent the descriptor for these interviews out to the fire departments, I hope, because i got to read just one paragraph from the descriptor here. Tacoma FD is a new half-hour comedy set in a firehouse in one of America's rainiest cities, Tacoma, Washington. Due to constant rain, the firefighters spend most of their time responding to absurd, non-life-threatening calls <laughs> and playing good-natured pranks on one another. Yeah, they'd really appreciate that, Stephen, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they love that. But, you know, it's funny, in talking to firefighters, it really is, these days, you know, there are a few fighters, and and most of their calls are, about 80% of their calls are medical calls now, and a bunch of those medical calls are kind of, you know, kind of silly, weird calls. (laughs) 
that's kind of where we were focusing our attention on, you know, like those funny different things that those guys have to do. They, they've seen it all, you know. No, they have seen it all. Absolutely. But then once a season, once a season, we fight a fire. That was part of our pitch to the network. Said, once a season, we will fight a fire, and it'll be the finale, and that's the finale is tonight. And, uh, you know, we're fighting, it, it being Washington State, we are fighting a fire at a weed dispensary. At a weed dispensary, okay, so let me guess what happens. Uh, I'm hoping you're wearing your masks, your breathing masks, during this fire. Or not. There might be a few breathing mask malfunctions, and then <laughs> hilarity ensues. Yeah, hilarity ensues, I like that. Uh, th- yeah, that that absolutely works for me. Could you guys do me a favor, and as you get closer and closer to, you know, doing more seasons at Tacoma, FD, or you get closer to the fire departments, could you guys send me a Jaws of Life? I've already want, I always wanted one of those. Where they, you know, they put that little thing in the door, mm-hmm. and then they crank it up, and it forces the door open. Who wouldn't want one of those? You know, you got some neighbor that's pissing you off. You go those to his things house. are shockingly heavy. They like, are uh, really heavy. <laughs> they yeah. are, yes. They, like, uh, Lemmy had to carry one around for, for something we shot, and uh, it was a little strenuous on you, wasn't it, Lemmy? Uh, they're really heavy. They're really <laughs> heavy, and it's funny because uh, we... Uh, the fourth episode, we actually had the Jaws of Life come into play. And uh, uh, one of our actors, the actor plays uh, Granny Smith, his name's Marcus Henderson. He's a former uh, college football player. He played at Alabama. And he had to carry the Jaws of Life. I was directing that episode, and I had him do it a few like extra takes that he felt that he was legitimately pissed off at me because it was so heavy. <laughs> and, and I was like, "Why?" Are you? I was like, "Come on, dude! You're you're a football player. You should be able to carry this thing." And then I had to do it, and it was heavy. It was so heavy. You know how great that would be, though, you know, to have one of those at the house. And then, let, let's say your next door neighbor pisses you off, and you go over there and knock on the door, and he refuses to answer, and. You just whip out the jaws of life and open the door for them. <laughs> That'd be rather sure. impressive. It's a multi-purpose tool. You can do that. You can pick up a beer out of a cold ice cooler with it if you wanted to. You know what's really cool about the show, too, Tacoma FD, is it's very realistic as far as you know the, the bunkhouse part of it and all that because what you guys do is kind of pretty much what they do, whether they want to admit it or not. They do play pranks on each other, and they do this and that. I mean, they do all that stuff. You guys must have done... Very good research as far as that's concerned. Yeah, no, we, we um, you know, we talked to a lot of them. It was, you know, it's kind of what we wanted to capture is that idea of, you know, these guys are good at their jobs, but they live together for 24 hours a day under the same roof, and, and there's so much downtime together. Uh, uh, and, and how do they fill that downtime? And, and talking to firefighters is it's just funny ways they do it, and that, that was, you know, part of what we wanted to pick. Yeah, no question about it. Do you, you do, you know, there is always one guy at the firehouse. Uh, like I said, I grew up with a lot of guys, uh, went to high school with guys who became firefighters, and there's always this one guy in each firehouse that they're, none of them are wild about, but they have to put up with them, but they sure do love to bitch about them when they're not around them. It's, it's pretty interesting. And you got kind of that same tone, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we're... You know, for us, look, it's like in the Super Troopers movies, it's Farva. He's that character. Right, right. You have right. to have the guy that, that, that you love to hate. Um, you know, we thought it was funny taking the idea of, like, Farva growing up a little bit and becoming the chief. Um, you know, so, like, I, I, I don't know that anybody on our on our current cast can duplicate the uh, the, the, the majesty of, uh, of Rod Farva. Oh, um, but <laughs> Yeah, but that's what guest stars are for. We are bringing in like a nice, irritating guest star, like Paul Soder from Broken Lizard, right? Uh, you know, and then and then you can have a uh, a temporary douchebag. And I I love the whole idea that someday developing a character that's afraid of fire. I've always wanted to see a firefighter that was afraid of fire. It'd be make it rather interesting, don't you think? <laughs> right. We had one. Well, we had one that was afraid of heights. We're afraid of heights. I remember. Yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think is. So he's not on the uh, what they used to call the hook and ladder. He's not on the ladder truck. I wouldn't imagine. Yeah, we throw him up on the truck, and uh, that's how we haze him. <laughs> I think it's a, It's great. You guys obviously been been together for quite some time, and it just you keep coming up with these great ideas. And I, like I said, Tacoma, Tacoma FD is doing very well in the ratings, isn't it? Yeah, it's, uh, we were amazed by it, but uh, it's, it's the number one new comedy series on cable. 
um, with the 18 to 34 crowd. And uh, we, I mean, you know, like we, like we, we try hard. Uh, you know, I, I think sometimes in the past we've, we've gotten canned by the reviewers as saying like we're lazy or we're not trying, but we, we do try hard. And it was, it was nice that uh, that True TV uh, allowed us to, to do our thing creatively. They put us after the Impractical Jokers, which is a great lead-in show. And then our fans showed up uh, to watch it as well. And so, yeah, the, the numbers have been terrific for the uh, the first season. I, and I think uh, any day now we're, we're going to be able to, uh, hopefully we'll hear about a season two. Oh God, I would. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I mean, as an outsider, a fan of the show and everything, I, it's pretty obvious they're going to have to go with it. At well, they'll go with a hell of a lot more than just next season too. It's a really, really good idea. Uh, could I ask you? Did you say that people were going after you on on social media saying that? What were they cl- complaining about? The reason I'm asking is very specific because I've been watching this James Holzhauer on Jeopardy, right? I don't. Have you guys seen him? Right. 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 It's unbelievable. I mean, he's, I think he's on th- his 30th win now, something like that. He's won $2.6 million. Yeah, he got like $2.5 million. Yeah, $2.5 million. <laughs> I, I don't go on social media anymore because I got sick of telling everybody to F off. That's all. I, that's my Every tweet I sent out was either F off or every foot Facebook posting. But <laughs> I, I did, people were sending me posts on Facebook and, and Twitter. They hate him. Uh, people on really? Twitter hate him. Yeah. I just don't. Do you understand that because he's successful and smarter than me and you, you should hate him? I love the poorly educated. <laughs> That's right. I love the poorly educated. So you did see that. You saw. Yeah, that? and I guess they just want to root against him or something. I don't yeah. know. I mean, but uh, why? I mean, celebrate. Yeah, I mean, hopefully. The nice thing is with all the social media stuff that we've been getting, like it is like true when you do a movie and like half the people are trolling and, and half the people yeah. are positive. But yeah. For this, it's just been pretty good. Like, there have been very few negatives. Uh, people just seem to be really liking kind of – it's a good-natured show. That you it is, yeah. Like, pretty positive. How did you guys get the, the casting done? Because i got to tell you, the ca- well, yeah, obviously, you know, some of you worked there. Uh, but but I think the casting's terrific on the show as well. I think it's really good. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I, you know, one of the things we were actually uh, – last year when we filmed the pilot, we were the first pilot casting. Uh, that year, it was like January second or third. We just everyone's back from vacation, and uh, I think I think we got our entire cast in the first like two or three days. Like uh, we just got some great people, and like and some surprises, you know. Like for instance, like, like you know the guy who plays uh, the, our dumb firefighter, uh, Gabe Hogan. <laughs> Is <laughs> uh, you know we we really wanted like a hunky hot firefighter, right? And he he was supposed to be dumb, and that's really what we were looking for. And he came and he did his audition, and it was great. Like you know he nailed the part. And then when we were shooting the pilot, he started to improvise. We had no idea he could do that, and he's one of the best improvisers on the show. He says hilarious things, and it's like you know like we got super lucky with that, and I'll take it because like. Uh, everybody, it, it turns out, is just an all-star. And so, uh, you know, I, I think a lot of people are commenting on how good that the whole ensemble is, and that's really important to us. So it's, it's, it's great. Yeah, it is really terrific. Steve Lemmy, uh, Kevin Heffernan, show's called Tacoma FD. The season finale is tonight on True TV. If you haven't seen it, it's a really, really good show. It's very funny. It's done very well, shot very well, great casting. Can't say enough good things, Steve and Kevin. I, I, I love the show, and I hope it goes on for many, many more years, not just next year, but many more years. It's a very, very good piece of work. Thanks, Tom. Thank so much. Absolutely. We'll talk soon, I hope. I hope so. You got it. Thanks, man. Thanks a lot. Steve Lemmy, Kevin Heffernan, Tacoma FD Tonight on True TV, the season finale. We'll be back right after this with the family.